lane, 15-10, touchdown Chargers! What's up guys, welcome into a special edition of Chargers Weekly, coming to you moments after the Chargers officially announced the hiring of Joe Hortiz as their next general manager. As always, joined by Matt Money-Smith and Muddy, we had a, a sense that this could be the direction the Chargers were going to go. Makes a lot of sense when you connect all the dots, and it looks like the Chargers got their guy. Well, one thing it signals to me, Chris, as we talk you know, in our, in our last pod uh, about the two finalists, Brandon Brown and Joe Ortiz, like Brandon Brown, I'm sure resume, impressive, played football, you know, law degree, but Joe Ortiz, since 1998, has been in the the Ravens organization. So you hire Brown and it's like, okay, Harbaugh front office, Brown front office experience. You hire Joe Ortiz. And for people that can't see, I'm using my hands. I didn't realize it's podcast. Uh, I've got Harbaugh slightly above Brandon Brown. And now I'm taking Joe Ortiz and I've got this massive gap in terms of front office experience. You can't even see Harbaugh's hand. So what this signals to me is that Harbaugh does not want complete control of personnel. Like, that is not what he is interested in. He wants a partner. He wants Joe to take the reins in the offseason. He knows that this guy has already done a ton of work on the upcoming draft. He has already been busting his tail to know who the players are in this upcoming draft for 2024, where they have the number five pick and, of course, a very high pick in each round of this draft. This signals to me that, Joe is going to be driving this truck in the offseason and that Jim is going to be driving it during the season. And that's probably what he was looking for and what the Chargers were most interested in. Hortiz has been with the Ravens since 1998. He's been a Baltimore lifer uh, when it comes to his, his NFL career. When you work under Ozzie Newsom and DaCosta and have been a part of that organization, who is well-regarded, maybe one of the most solid front offices in all of football. Oh, yeah. Couple that with the fact that John Harbaugh has been there for a decade. So Joe Hortiz has worked with the Harbaugh brother. I'm sure John had some things to say to Jim about the relationship that they have and how things are operated. And uh, you're right, Money. I, I think Jim knows he can't do this alone. He, he needs to have a partner in the front office. I, I think it's fantastic that, that Jim is coming from the Big Ten, is going to have his opinion on players and and personnel as it relates to to the draft coming up but you know Hortiz has been in the league uh independent of the draft free agency um he knows how to run an organization he's seen two of the best do it and again it, it just it makes a lot of sense here to, to have these two guys hook up and just the vision has seemed to really come together nicely over the last week buddy you know the, the hardball news everybody went crazy for but um I really am I think that the, the Hortiz signing and bringing him in um, is just another step in the right direction for this franchise. You know, I think everybody, it's been well chronicled what went wrong in, in San Francisco, why Harbaugh left a, a year early to, to take off and, and take the Michigan job that there were perhaps some issues between he and Trent Balky. And as I've said in the past, you know, talking to, to folks around the league, you know, Trent cannot be the easiest guy to get along with. So uh, I do the believe in chargers thing with Lorenzo Neal, longtime charger, one time Raven. And he, pardon the pun, raved about Ortiz, the guy, what a great dude he is. And to the point where when his son 
was coming out and was injured, you know, Joe reached out to him and said, what can we, you know, we like him. Let us know if there's anything we can do to, to help. And says he still talks to him regularly. And he was there for, you know, just a minute. And, and yet that's the kind of guy that he is. It, it goes beyond just, you know, your ability to evaluate and draft talent. Now, that is the most important part of this is identifying talent, drafting talent, signing free agent talent, figuring out what your team needs. But I do think there's also something to, you know, having personalities that can match and 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 being able to to enter this partnership and not look, this is a guy I, I saw, you know, our, our friend Ian Rappaport say it that there are people in front offices, you, you may have mentioned a name already uh, that fall into this category, that routinely like to get their name out there, that want everybody to know that that they are part of this, that they do this, that maybe dress a little louder than others, that are on the sideline routinely uh, during games, not even before games, which is totally fine, but during games they stand on the sideline, which is always kind of interesting. Um, Ortiz is not that guy. And that's one of the things that that Ian had, had mentioned in his report this morning on NFL Network. He said he got a number of people that reached out to him that said, this is a great hire. This is a because because we haven't really heard Joe's name in a lot of these, you know, GM searches the last couple years. Yet he's someone that's been in this front office and has been the director of player personnel for four years for one of the best built organizations, one of the most consistent organizations, one of the best front offices. And yet you rarely heard the name Joe Ortiz. And maybe that's because he was just totally content in, in what his job was and, and was waiting for that perfect opening. And I would assume that John Harbaugh had a lot to do with this, you know, and oh, yeah. hey, this is your, this is your opportunity, Joe, go get it. Uh, you know what I think of you, you know, he, like we talked about last week when you mentioned how Harbaugh brought up his name with the Roquan Smith thing. I thought that, that is not coincidental, that that is by design. And to me, that's, you know, I, I think this was just everything lining up just perfectly for these two guys to get together and and get the Chargers back to the Super Bowl for the second time in their history and win the first Lombardi in their history together. And like that, and I think just quickly, you know, before I pass it back to you there, Chris, like that's the other thing. This, this hire is not made without the full endorsement of, you know, one of his best friends and his brother. And, and John Harbaugh saying to Jim, yeah, this guy's great. You're going to love working with this guy because I love working with this guy. And that goes a long way to now you immediately have this bond and this trust with each other in a very critical time in this franchise's history in trying to build this winner around a 26-year-old quarterback that's going into the you know fifth year of his career and the prime of his career with a massive contract you know suggesting that he is not going anywhere for the next seven years and let's build something around him all right, guys, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, the official sideline technology provider and laptop of the NFL and the Los Angeles Chargers that provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Check out the powerful Surface Pro 9, combining the power of a laptop with the flexibility of a tablet at Surface.com. The team up is what I think I like the most out of all of this is, is that they're coming in together it kind of reminds me of when like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came in together and, and built up the 49ers to what they are now. And I just think that that partnership at its core, it, it's got to be right. You got to be in lockstep 
And it seems like that's exactly what they are aiming to do here with Ortiz and Harbaugh. And let's not forget our good friend, your radio partner, Daniel Jeremiah, was a part of that Ravens organization for quite some yes. time. And I've seen some some tweets of his. I think he he, he uh, put up the Shawshank uh, final scene uh, of uh, Andy Dufresne yeah. <laughs> on the island. So his, his exactly. buddy's coming here. And we, we, we trust uh, most everything that DJ says. I know he's happy with the hire. He thinks the world of him. And in talking to D, you know, we, we talk quite a bit and just the learning under Ozzy, working every job. If you're going to hire someone to be the number one guy, it's nice to have someone that has like one of the things that, that, you know, I, I remember when I became, and I'm just going to kind of go way back when I was the music director at K-Rock, one of the things that went a long way for me was that I had been on air and that the jocks, when I came in to, to talk to them about, you know, maybe let's do this differently. That went a long way. And I think for, for Joe, it's going to go a long way that he's done it with that organization, knowing the way that Jim Harbaugh wants to play football and that this is someone that was hired as a, a personal assistant and then worked his way up to an area scout and then worked his way up to, to college, director of college scouting. And now he's, you know, director of player personnel for five years. That, that earns respect. This is not someone that was handed the job, that was Ozzy's assistant and just happened to be his number two guy or his number three, four, and then worked his way up into that seat. No, this is a guy that had to go live on the road, that had to live on a $50 a day per diem, that had to deal with rent a cars that break down and missed flights and crappy hotels because you're scouting, you know, the, 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 what, what, the Mac, whatever it may be like, this is someone that has lived it for, for his entire life and is finally getting his shot to be the number one guy. I think that goes a long way with someone like coach Harbaugh to recognize, you know, this is a lifer and this is, this is a lifer that built the toughest team in football for the last 20 years. I don't think anybody would push back on that. You know, consistently for the last two decades, this guy has been in a front office for the team that has played the toughest brand of football in the league. You got into a tangle with the Ravens and you felt it for the rest of the week. You can, you can push back with the Steelers, the 49, you know, whatever that may be. But I think, you know, nut cut in time, most people would say, yeah, Ravens been the toughest team in the league, and we know that's what Jim Harbaugh wants to build. And now he's got a guy that has experience building it. Yeah, the the learning curve too. When you take into account that you know Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator in Baltimore, worked under Jim at Michigan. Uh, that Michigan defense is coming to Los Angeles. So knowing yeah. that personnel, knowing what you need on the defensive side of the ball, you're already ahead of the game. And money, let's not uh, make any bones about it. It's going to be a tough job, especially this offseason. Some tough decisions need to be made, uh, namely at the wide receiver in the edge position with some big names, with some big cap numbers. So uh, Joe and Jim going to have to collaborate early on how they want to handle the current roster, how they're going to attack free agency. And obviously, um, we've seen how the Ravens have drafted in years past, and uh, they've had a lot of success. But uh, it won't be an easy job right off the top. What's the what's the one position they've struggled to draft in Baltimore, Chris? Wide receiver. So you know what that tells me? That if you told me you can only keep one of those contracts, Keenan Allen ain't going anywhere. Like yeah. that, 
that's what that, you know, as someone who has repeatedly taken swings to try to get that number one guy year in and year out, you know, as good as Torrey Smith was, you know, I don't know if that even falls into the the number one category, you know? So to me, if, if you were to ask, <laughs> you know, just from prior scar tissue, like I would imagine that Joe would say, I know he's 32 and I know wide receivers typically do not play good football after the age of 30, but let's just, just do me a favor. We got a number one guy who was tracking to be an all pro prior to getting hurt, you know, and probably would have played had the season not gotten away from them. Let's, let's make sure we keep this guy around quarterback yeah. likes him. He's a gamer. He blocks his ass off when he's not, you know, catching balls. And we know how important that is to the way they want to play football. You tell me I got to pick one of these four. I can, I can, you know, I can find Matt BK in the third round. I can find Oway at the back end of the first. I can find Brent Urban. I can find these guys. Let's just do me a favor. Let me keep the wide receiver. Like that's Let's keep 13. I'm, I'm kind of saying it tongue in cheek, but I really think that. I really think that that's probably the way that thing's going to go just because they know how important it is and, and how hard it's been for him and, you know, and, and making sure you just keep that quarterback happy. This is what the quarterback loves. He goes there repeatedly. There's a great chemistry between them. It's just, let's push it out and let's get some, convert some of this to signing bonus. Let's lower that number from 30 something to, to 15 something and, and just make sure this thing's here. Well, the Ravens may have redeemed themselves this year in the first round, getting Zay Flowers. But, uh, you know, read yeah. into this what you will. Uh, Jim Harbaugh named Chuck Keenan Allen and Derwin James to Bill Cowher before the game. So, you know, right. th- it may mean nothing. It may mean something. But he knows the type of pro that Keenan Allen is and Derwin James is and saying he was starstruck by Justin Herbert. I love it. Uh, th- there's going to be so much uh, later in the week, money that we're going to have to dissect after the, the Jim Harbaugh presser. But anything else regarding this Hortiz hire that you want to highlight before we get out of here after this little mini podcast? Yeah, I, I would say just look at the way they've drafted. Look at where they've excelled and think about what we discussed the Chargers are probably going to have to do to fit the style of play for for Coach Harbaugh. You know, has any has any team drafted tight ends better than the Ravens? You know, it just if you no. go, I mean, you've got Likely in the fourth, Kohler in the fourth, Mark Andrews in the third. Like, they do a bang-up job of identifying, drafting, and developing tight ends. The other position, how about running backs? You know, whether it's J.K. Dobbins in the second, Justice Hill in the fourth, college free agents like Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, like, they do a heck of a job, and that's that's Ortiz, you know, director of player personnel. He's got a big hand in that. So knowing that those are the two rooms that need a makeover. And you know what the third one is probably? Corner. Mm. Like, let, how about look at – they got a seventh-round pick in Geno Stone that's playing incredible safety for them. Kyle Hamilton in the first round, you know. Brandon Stevens, third-round pick. Like, when you go through – Marlon Humphrey, obviously, all-world first-rounder. Like – it's a great match considering what they need and what they do a heck of a job of identifying. So again, I, I love the hire. It's who I was pulling for and, and who I had hoped was going to get the job. And, and just kind of knowing that how important that, that coach GM relationship is, especially considering how the last stint in the NFL ended. Uh, I don't think they could have picked a better person 
to, to, to take this gig and to get this thing rolling. Oh, and the other thing I want to add, Chris, I don't know if it's official yet, so maybe I get in trouble by saying it, but it seems like it is. Talking to people around college football, they say Ben Herbert's the best strength coach in the game. They're like, yeah. this is the best strength coach in the game. And I'll, and I'll add this to it because since it's something that I got on my soapbox and screamed about last week, they aren't stopping with Harbaugh. The Spanos has spent at least $2 million on Jesse Minner. I can promise you that at least $2 million. They're spending at least a million dollars on Ben Herbert because that's what he was making in Michigan. They're probably spending more like it. Those checks do not stop with Jim Harbaugh. He said, this is who I want to bring in. This is what it's going to cost you. Are we good? We're good. And now you got Jesse Minner and Ben Herbert, who went a long way to helping Michigan to their first undisputed national championship since 1948. It's a new day in the AFC, specifically with the Chargers. Uh, things are coming together and coming together nicely with Jim Harbaugh and Joe Hortiz in tow. And I'm sure some of those names you mentioned, Money, will be official here shortly as we kind of see this coaching staff and how it shakes out. Offensive coordinator is going to be a big deal. Uh, we'll have you covered Thursday, 1 p.m. Jim Harbaugh is going to have his introductory press conference. Uh, no doubt we'll have a lot of reaction afterwards. Uh, for Buddy, I'm Chris. This is a shortened version of Chargers Weekly. We'll see you later this week. Hey.